Hello and welcome to a new podcast called the 32 Panels Podcast, a show for the Toledo soccer community and fans of the Full 90 Pub. My name is Jake Mercer and I'm joined by the founder of the Full 90 Pub, Sean Hoover. Sean, how's it going? Well, I'm uh, pretty excited to see soccer coming back around, dates being set. Um, of course, living in Ohio right now, we're still kind of you know getting through uh, the legislation. Um, so I, I, I miss a lot of people right now. I miss a lot of people that I'm used to seeing watching games together with. And, um, you know, we're, we're trying to work our, work our magic as best as we can behind the scenes right now. And, uh, you know, we're wading through all those different technical difficulties, just like everyone else. But right now the spirits are up. I'm starting to see things open up and, uh, you know, that's always a good sign. And uh, perhaps absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to give everyone a little bit of insight, I know Sean posted a, a little message in the group chat um, about the start of the podcast. You know, the idea behind the podcast was really to have a way that we could all connect while everything is kind of shut down at the moment. You know, we're not able to come out to the the full ninety to watch games on the weekend, and I thought this would be a great way. Um, to keep the community connected. And on top of that, when things start to reopen up, I thought it would give us another opportunity to share stories from around the Toledo soccer area. Um, and just another way to uh, keep things rolling. So. Absolutely, man. And I, and, and I tell you what, I'm, I'm one of those guys who's like, not like a uh, soccer uh, genius or soccer uh uh, nerd, if you will, you know, I don't know all those stats or any of that kind of stuff, but I, I tend to learn so much about soccer um, and just being able to serve drinks and to be able to um, be able to provide the platform for the world game. That's such an honor for me. And it's just such an exciting thing when we can kind of communicate stories and have like a centralized hub and, um, you know, just it's, it provides that platform. And I, and I like being a part of that. And I like being able to just be kind of a part of the whole circus, you know, not necessarily the ringleader or anything like that, because I mean, I just know so many people in this area who have been putting in a lot of work into the game and, and, you know, and, and just to be able to hear those stories and to hear other stories about the game. I, I learned something new every time I check into work. And I think that those are the kind of things that make, a person very like you know inspired or very alive because you know I, as another aside I, I'm, I'm a school teacher um, as my uh, general trade you know as my career uh, path and, and learning and, and the process of learning and sometimes damn it you don't learn the first time but you just keep on trying those are the kind of things that just you know make me salivate I mean it's it's definitely those types of things and and the communication and the uh the sense of a community is, it's just, it's something that uh, makes me feel very uh, humbled to be a part of. Okay. So for those who have been wondering about the name, uh, the 32 panels, Sean actually came up with that and I will let him explain his thought process on that and how he came up with it. Yeah. Well, with the 32 panels, it was kind of like, well, we need to come up with a name and we need to do this quick because we thought this podcast was going to be lifted off the ground about two weeks ago. But with that being said, I kind of thought about what a soccer ball looks like and uh, what it's comprised of. And it has 32 panels. And, you know, each one of them has 
different colors, maybe different labels, different things. And I kind of said, well, that's our community. You know, we have people of all different backgrounds. We have people of all different religious backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds, uh, maybe their uh, sexual preference, all those different things. You know, everybody has a different story. And somehow we all come together and uh, congregate around uh, the beautiful game of soccer. So I, I figured at this point, it's Jake and I, uh, you know, putting together the inception of this podcast. But it, but truly, just like the Village Idiot, just like the Full 90, it's going to require a lot more people to keep this inflated, you know, this, this metaphorical ball, because... I'll, I know that there's a lot more pieces, a lot more patches that will hold um, our podcast together because obviously we suck. So as you've been listening, you probably realize that Sean and I are not the most polished podcasters yet. This is our, our third attempt at the first episode. We've had some... We've messed tech- this damn thing <laughs> up so many damn times, man. I wanted to... I, Seriously, I hate technology in the first place. And then to find out that the one that I thought was going good went sour due to the technology failures. I mean, it it, it takes man, it is it has worn me thin. Okay, so we've gone over why we started the show. So now we wanted to move into what people can really expect from us on a episode basis. Uh, we started with the idea that we're looking at soccer as a global sport, but we wanted to tie it into the kind of the local sphere. Um, you know, looking at games over the weekend from full 90, adding in some stories and um, meeting some people from around our Toledo soccer community is something that I'm interested in um, exploring. Um, but really, we kind of come into this with a kind of a rough skeleton. Open mind, for sure. Yeah, we, we're looking for what the soccer community is really interested in, in listening to. And um, if that's more on learning about the Premier League and, you know, enjoying sharing stories about what happened at the full 90, then that's something we can do. Or if they want to engage more with the local game and seeing what, you know, the high school soccer programs are up to or, you know, local men's leagues or the playing side of it from players standpoint and, you know, there's a lot of different ways we can really go with this. And really it's, it's all about what really the community wants to, to hear and engage with. So motion creates emotion. You know, we just have to start this thing. We have a rough outline and uh, you know, we hope that this thing takes off together, both us and you and you know, your input is just as important as the direction that we want to take this thing in. So we really look forward to hearing us grow as this podcast continues to evolve. And, uh, you know, I, I look forward to hearing a lot of the in-depth uh, interviews, especially the type of stuff that Jake gets into. Uh, it, it's, I think it will be fantastic. I hope you stick around and, uh, you know, we can polish our game up a little bit. Perfect. So next on my agenda is going over who we are as as the co-host, me and me and Sean. I know most of you know Sean already uh, as the face of the full 90. Um, I'm more of a, a local soccer player in the community and really just want to engage more with, with people around the full 90. But uh, I thought it would be a good good way to start the show by just giving a, a little bit of background on 
who we are as people, you know, how we made it to Toledo and, and why we're so invested in the soccer community. So um, with that, I guess I'll ask Sean, you know, Sean, can you explain to people how you made it to Toledo? Sure, and, sure. And go I'll, over I'll, your soccer history. I'll it. try not to bore people. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a Detroit area uh, kid born and raised, uh, born in Detroit and raised in the suburbs of Detroit. I uh, started teaching in Detroit public schools uh, what feels like half my lifetime ago. And uh, when things started to uh, collapse in that system, I made a move down here to Toledo. I'm a school teacher here in this area and, uh, you know, making friends and kind of uh, feeling my way through the environment here. I was able to uh, make some contacts and uh, hopefully, you know, do an affable job at bartending with the uh, Village Idiot and the owners, uh, John and Nikki Schaefer. I kind of ran an idea across them because I was, uh, quite frankly, I traveled to uh, Detroit uh, often and uh, I kind of started going to a bar up there and I was having the time of my life and I said, you know, Toledo deserves to have this kind of uh, crowd and, um, you know, the Village Idiot is the right place and, uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, built that trust up, I, I suppose, with the uh, owners at the Village Idiot. The Village Idiot is one of the few bars in the Toledo area that has that kind of um, soul that isn't, you know, corporate and isn't like uh, necessarily a superstructure of top down. And I thought to myself, you know, the, uh, these are the kind of people, this is the cross section of people that you know, need to get involved, need to be uh, aware. This is the kind of uh, environment that I would like to start the, the soccer bar community thing here in, in Toledo. So, uh, you know, this is something that I passionately uh, put a lot of energy towards. Uh, people don't know the kind of hours or the kind of struggles sometimes that I put myself through to do something that, um, quite frankly, isn't for me. It's for others because I think that we're trying to create the community that uh the 419 deserves and uh you know so i'm emulating the the places that i've been the, the structures that i've been to and i'm trying to you know maybe sweeten it up a little bit and uh to be quite honest with you you know it's so far it's been a really rewarding uh journey and i've met so many cool people along the way so you know that's kind of you know now i feel like toledo is my home i don't know about you what do you what do you say so a little bit of background on me. Um, I grew up in Finley, Ohio, which is just down the road on 75. Um, soccer was always a game that has been in my life. Um, I started playing when I was a very young age. Uh, I, grew, I played all through um, high school. Um, didn't play in college, um, which at the time, I, I thought that, that was kind of the end of the soccer story. But when I actually went to college, I went to Miami University, and I just got really involved in the uh, the pickup community there. Um, there are students from all over the world who came out to play, and it was just such a cool experience to meet those people and really share the love of soccer with them. And it was just a great way to engage in the community and you know, I, I played um, in adult leagues from, you know, in Cincinnati and Columbus and now up here in Toledo. I'm helping to organize some some adult leagues. And it's just always been a constant in my life that, you know, playing soccer is, is just something that I really enjoy. And 
Um, I'm hoping that I can help create a, a sustainable place for adults to, to come out and play and, you know, work with some of the existing leagues like, uh, like TASA and um, just to help build up the community of soccer players and um, just ties in really nicely with the full 90. And, um, you know, for those who don't know, Sean's actually, uh, Sean and the full 90 are sponsoring my, uh, my men's team. And he's just been such a great help for, uh, for offering us some support and, kind of a, a home for, for our yeah. guys and, and drinking the beer. When we win the championships, <laughs> we just pour out the beer, put it in the cups. And you know, that, that is fun, man. It's just super cool to be behind somebody with such a great spirit like Jake. Sorry for stealing your thunder, man. I just had to no, say that. No, you're home. good. Um, so one of the, one of the things that Sean's big into is he's, he's an Arsenal fan, right? You are an Arsenal fan. Yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan, man, and we're getting our ass kicked left and right. I mean, it feels like it feels like I, it feels like a, a train going nowhere right now. But you know, I, I'm hoping that this uh, new regime under Arteta is going to take us back, and then I can start rubbing it back in everybody's face at the bar. Because right now, I feel like a neutered puppy. You know, I mean, it's just it's always something with that club. It, it is absolutely always something with that club. And Jake is an Everton fan. And let me ask you, Jake, keep him or dump him? Awobi. You, you want to you pay for him and keep his services, or would you rather have the money right now? Um, so Awobi, he's it's, – it's hard with him because I think that he's playing a position that they have a lot of guys at his spot. So Sigurdsson is, uh, was bought to play that center attacking midfield role – and I will be just – that's where I would see him best fitting in, but they kind of shuttle him out to the wings, and that's just not as not his best position. But It, 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 sounds, like, it sounds like you're trying to skirt the issue. Jake clearly has uh, his eye on politics when he's older. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, Everton is such a, such a great club that they always are punching above their weight almost, you know, for, for a couple years there. When I started following them, they were, um, they were just outside the top four, you know, trying to break in, um, and now they're now they've got some mega money. Uh, yeah, they, they they're starting to punch above their weight, more like they're starting to pay the money to yeah. get the players. And I'll tell you, one of the one of the things at the bar right now is uh, the hot ticket, and and maybe they're. Momentum has been slowed down a little bit, but I would say the hot ticket is Liverpool. By far, the Liverpool community is just erupting. Um, I kind of, you know, like I said, as an Arsenal fan, I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, very small. We don't really, we don't really have a, the type of lineup to compete with them, uh, and and or maybe whatever the process. I don't know, but. Uh, I can't figure them out. Neither could any other team besides my secondary favorite team, and that would be Watford. But, uh, you know, right now your rivals, Liverpool, have been the hot ticket this year. And with that little break in time and that little separation and also being bounced out of the Champions League, I'm going to be interested to see how we come back. You know, I kind of promised those guys that they, this is their year. You know, I kind of promised those guys that, uh, you know, 
they could have a big party and that we were going to do some big things this year. In fact, one of the big things is we had a planned bus trip to go up to Detroit, to go up uh, and and watch uh, t- at Thomas McGee's the Everton Liverpool game. And, you know, I just thought, you know, we, we were starting to get such a momentum and traction and then this COVID thing. And yeah, I mean, it's just fun to be able to share your favorite team and, and respectfully harass each other, if you will. You know, I mean, I think that we've, I think for the most part, we've, we've created an environment that's, that understands that, you know, this is a unique sport. It's a unique opportunity to celebrate the sport. And we're not trying to, you know, offend anybody to a high level and send them packing home or anything like that. So it's been, it's been fun, man. It's, it's definitely been fun. And, and the, the Liverpool fans in Toledo, do they have an official chapter or are they working on, setting up an official chapter oh uh, yeah you know that that was we 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 have a, a person who is uh jeff jeff perry he is uh definitely wanting to put together the uh, uh official chapter and he has put in the work got all the responses back from the officials with liverpool and uh you know and and just Basically, it was you can't do it in the midseason. You had to have enough numbers. I think we got the numbers, man. I think he's able to kind of get that uh, gravitated uh, uh, fan base to put the money down, put the money where their mouth is. And, you know, that's going to be really cool when we get our first team that yeah, that, that recognizes uh, our our uh, bar concept as something that, you know, puts them on the map. I mean, you know, it's it's that will that'll be something special for sure. Yeah. Did you start an Arsenal chapter a couple of years back? Or? I tried. I, I tried. I actually, to be quite honest with you, you know, I I tried to give it. I tried to give the responsibility to somebody else who mm-hmm. wanted it, and um, it faded fast. And it it was probably through nobody's fault, quite honestly. And then, obviously, one of the biggest things I see is that we uh, tend to follow winners. So, you know, the winning teams tend to get the biggest crowds. And uh, obviously, we've been a little bit down with the Arsenal side. But, you know, we'll work on that. Yeah, for, for sure. And, you know, when, I, when I'm when i at the bar, you definitely get your pockets of Manchester United, Manchester City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool. But it always, uh, it always cheers me up when there's somebody wearing an Everton jersey and we can... <laughs> we can bond over our our misery together. <laughs> Lost, yeah, yeah. Locked yeah. into that mid table spot. <laughs> the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, and I, I, in fact, who? What's your least favorite team? My least favorite team. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, Somebody has to go. So, oh, you, you, yeah, this just the bugaboo team. The team that's just for some I mean, reason psychological. For years, it was Liverpool. Yeah. It, I don't know what it was, you know, Steven Gerrard just, you know, he's a great player and he always showed up in the big moments. Um, but that just irked me so badly when I was adopting Everton as my favorite team. And now, you know, now with Jurgen Klopp, it's hard, hard to dislike them because he's such a likable character and, you know, the way he <laughs> plays and, you know, the players that he has at his disposal are, are much more likable um, in terms of, you know, playing aesthetic. So for me, if I were to eliminate one team from the league, it would definitely be like a, a Burnley, you know, who, you know, not not the greatest performers on the day uh, or Newcastle. Newcastle, uh, 
under Benitez and, oh. and Bruce, they've just been so and dour. And new money could come in. I don't know. They're trying to stop yeah. that. But, I mean, if they – if that could get outrageous too, right? You know what I mean? A Newcastle team. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's definitely teams that, that aren't looking to, you know, try to impose themselves on games. It's just something that is not – Needed, in my opinion, <laughs> they gotta they gotta at least try to. We've to got come out to attack. We've got a guy at the bar. His name's Ron Beal. He's pretty much the Cal Ripken of customers, or you know, he's more than a customer. He's somebody who's uh, who's who's there for you when you need him, and he'll he's willing to help. He's one of those panels, one of those people that keep keep the thing running, and he's there, you know, just like a, pretty much uh, rain. Uh, sleet, shine, whatever. And uh, unfortunately, he always would talk about Aston Villa. And uh, <laughs> that's one of those teams that, you know, I don't know why, but it's just, it's, I don't mind when they get relegated. And, uh, you know, uh, another team that, if you want to say like a mid table team or something like that, is Southampton. I don't know why wow. they, they beat Arsenal sometimes when all we need to do is get three points and then they, pull some crap out and then I just feel like so stupid like all week or long you're walking you know you, you're gloating you're thinking you're gonna get three points all week long and then uh you know you, you end up getting zero and then you fall five points behind the race for Champions League and then you know also some of the people ahead of you start to rip on your club and then they remind you throughout the week with stupid memes and different things like that and I, I I don't know man it makes me drink a little heavier <laughs> So, so people who are listening, this is kind of how conversations between Sean and I go. We we kind of start off with a topic and then get lost down the rabbit hole on on you know Premier League and and soccer happening. So we, we were going over who we were as people, and now we're we're bantering about who who needs to be eliminated from the league. And uh, we'll we'll try to try to keep ourselves on track and on topic, you know, as, as these episodes. Does anybody on, have a but... prescription for Adderall? I might need, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't control that. <laughs> um, so before we move on too much further, is there anything else that we should let people know about us as, as people running the show? You know, basically we're just going to continue to try to uh, search all the resources we have around the area. Uh, I'm just going to try to, provide some ideas of what's going on at the bar, some of the events that are going to happen at the village idiot. And, um, you know, and really, I, I think that this thing is going to just continue to evolve. I'll probably talk about the things that I've been doing, uh, you know, in the meantime, you'll probably get to know some of my mannerisms or my, uh, you know, my, my other passions outside of the game and outside of teaching. I mean, we'll try to impart some stuff and into this and do the best we can. I don't know. Works for me. That's fine. Um, one thing I, I I thought would be a good um, a good topic for us to cover is you know what what does what do we like about Toledo? Like what are some what's a good like hidden spot that you like to hit up and and really help people connect more with the the Toledo community? So is there like a restaurant that you like to go to or? Yeah, I mean. I'll- I mean, my, my, my yeah, yeah. When 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 we're not talking about the the village idiot, my my go to spot is uh, the Dirty Bird downtown Toledo. Um, I just have an affinity towards the people there. The owner Linda is also a supporter of the Full Ninety. Um, I I actually just got done 
texting her as like two years ago, she showed up to our finals party in a clown outfit and delivered us some uh, food. And I was really just taken aback by how much support, you know, and that's another unique thing. And a great thing about the city is that you never know where your support's coming from. You never know who you're going to bump into. It's a, it's a big city, but it's a small enough city where you start to know people and, you know, get, get that, uh, that home. It, it just has become a hometown, you know. I mean, that's a that's absolutely true. So yeah, I would say if you're downtown and you're you know going to a game or something like that, like a walleye game or a baseball mud ends, if they have it, you know, I would say the Dirty Bird's an affable place. It's a place that has a you know good meal, good prices, and great service. So all those things are a great combination, kind of like what the Village Idiot offers up. Yeah. What about you, man? What's your what's your hidden gem? I don't know if it's necessarily a hidden gem, but when uh, when I like to go out with my wife downtown, we we like to hit up Mommy Bay Brewing. Oh yeah, hit up the Oliver House and um, have a, a meal upstairs, and then head downstairs. It's a what is it? Mutts yep. in the basement. Yeah, that's our that's our go to downtown date night when the, <laughs> when we don't have the kids around. You know, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be great if they had like a downtown professional soccer game? I mean, it would be it would put us on the map for sure. It's something that, um, you know, it, it it's something that is a dream, but I think dreams are meant to become reality. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, soccer, professional soccer, especially, is you know taking off at the you know minor league level, quote unquote. Um, there's lots of teams popping up. There's Detroit City FC and <laughs> playing up in Nisa, uh, which is like a, a third division. Um, there are teams popping up, and you know, there was a team in Lansing. There's teams in Omaha and uh, Richmond. You know, similar sized cities to Toledo that make it work. So you know, hopefully in the next couple of years we'll be joining the ranks of them um, at that level and really giving people a, a chance to support a, a local team rather than necessarily having to tune into the Premier League just to see a soccer game. So. Oh, absolutely, man. That, it, that is absolutely the thing. You know, the, the owner, the, the idiot, uh, Nikki, she, one day she mm. looked at me and she said, soccer never stops, does it? And, and truly, it always has a season. There's always something going on. And, you know, I kind of enjoy that. Because I, if if anybody knows me, I, I kind of like to stay active. I usually spin a lot of plates, and um, I, I I do a delicate balancing act, and I try to stay connected with all the worlds in which you know I operate. So this is like um, this is like you know this just it's like if we could have that next level in in downtown, it would be fantastic. It doesn't necessarily have to be downtown, but I'm just saying yeah. you know. I can envision it. You know, you can see the lights and, you know, the, the, the multiple different uh, crowds coming out to the games. Um, but I'm talking too much. You know, Jake, let me ask you this, Jake. Who's your favorite soccer player? Uh, any any professional soccer player? You oh, got? man. All-time or are we talking Oh, uh, Let's talk about current player and, you, and then give me your all-time. Just man. come on. Shoot from the hip. Uh, I guess the first name that jumps to mind, um, I was thinking all-time, was – Paul Scholes. Um, oh, okay. yeah, I, um, he looks like you. You is that a redhead connection? Uh, yeah, I mean, somewhere up, we'll find <laughs> it. The redhead connection. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm not I'm not a Manchester United fan, but you know, growing up seeing him play in midfield, you know, spraying balls from you know deep to you know the opposite winger, that was something that I always tried to incorporate into my game. You know, when you're hitting a ball over 40 yards, you know, accurately onto the the right foot of the you know your your teammate is just is the best feeling and you know all time definitely he's up there um currently ooh, currently notice jake gives you all the details oh, and the man. reasons why because this guy is an analyst man he is an analyst of the game i mean yeah it's you know i want to i want to say a defender because that's my position on the field but at the moment in the in the global game there's not a lot of elite quote-unquote defenders in the out there i mean and it, and it would pain me to say virgil van dyke because he plays for he plays for liverpool <laughs> um but you know the the type of players that i i enjoy are the ones who you know their their ball you know they can play the ball out of the back you know accurately and um, have a high pass completion percentage quote unquote um yeah you know kind of like a rafael Varane or uh, leonardo Bonucci at uh at juventus the, those are the types of players that that resonate with me um also really love uh angolo Conte for for chelsea just the the way he covers the field and um the amount of effort that he puts into the game is just you know it's definitely unmatched. He was super underrated. Now I think he's on everybody's radar. <laughs> I do. I, do. I think yeah. that guy is what has done so much, you know, uh, with that. I mean, I don't know. Personally, myself, uh, growing up, playing the game, uh, probably Oliver Kahn was my favorite uh, player. That guy was such a demonstrable uh, goalkeeper. He owned the box he he hell of an athlete and just super strong and also his just character showed through and you know i think like as a goalie like the lunacy of of the position is you know standing on your head getting soccer balls blasted off you you know things like that is this guy this guy just didn't get you know he he got he got beat up and he didn't care because he was giving it right back and I, i think those corners were wickedly uh wickedly defended we'll say maybe you might have caught caught his elbow a few times or something like that a knee coming through and i mean i think another player this might tell you the kind of mindset that i have another player i really liked was damian duff and yeah that guy used to be a walking yellow card i mean he just he played with such a high passion i was possible you know just such a high passion and you know, I, I think having a little Irish in my background, you know, there wasn't a lot of Irish players, you know, like Keen maybe, but, you know, Duff was definitely a guy who, uh, you know, you have to like just get excited about. And then right now, I mean, I think of the machine, the man boy, uh, Mbappe, he, he oh, is yeah. he's my guy right now. I mean, it just, his wheels keep on moving. His it would be, be, being the delicate, I don't know if it's such a delicate balance, but a balance between strength and um, uh, skill level is it's that's why he's you know highest rated in terms of the value right now in the world. Uh, plus, is his attitude is just so good. I mean, he just he just seems to be like a, a player you'd want to play with. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you can kind of see that all these other teams are hoping that PSG will let him somehow slip out and get move somewhere else. Um, and then maybe just one more fun guy to add in is that uh, that that I just 
kind of really think is just incredible. The way he used to dip his shoulder and fake moves on the ball was Zidane. This man was just an incredible player. Plus, again, another hothead yeah. a la the World Cup. So I don't know if that just tells you that, you know, a part of me is a ticking time bomb to play with, but uh, that, that will save that story for another time. I, you know, but I also – it's so weird for me because, you know, I'm such a – I try to be a composed person on the field, and, you know, I don't tend to, to get stuck into too many of the, the tackles and get – yellow cards or red cards or anything like that. But then when I'm watching games, I really love those fiery characters like, like Zlatan and Luis Suarez and, you know, Maradona, you know, has, you know, his history of, uh, you know, <laughs> his ex- eccentric brand, so to speak. Um, and you wouldn't think that that would be so appealing, but I don't know. There's something about the way that those types of players really fight for everything that, you just want them to win. Okay, I think we'll we'll stop here for today, and we want to thank you all for listening to the show and our rambling for 30 minutes here. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we're going to set up a Facebook page and other social media pages for everyone to connect with us and kind of let us know what they thought and let us know where they want us to uh, go in the future and who to talk to and what kind of format works best and, and all that fun stuff. Uh, next week, we, we we're planning on having a guest um, interview with uh, a St. John's coach, uh, Robert Cryan. So we'll get, get a good view on what to expect from the high school soccer season and uh, see how, what, how they're dealing with all the, the government shutdown and getting back to playing and, and get all that fun insight. So um with that, Sean, do you have any last thoughts before we, we close out? Toga! 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 Nah, that's all I can think of right now. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening again, and we will hopefully be back soon with uh, our next episode. <laughs>